0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Bay Originals. I am your host, Leah McCabe, and we are finally back. It's been a while. Um, I've been procrastinating and, uh, oddly enough, uh, that's what we're here to talk about. We actually have with us, uh, David Parker, who is a friend of mine, a Bay original and an author on a book about overcoming procrastination. So this is very timely, uh, to have you on and to help get this show back on the road. How are you, David?
1: Hey, Liam. Great to be here. Thanks so
0: much. Yeah. So, um... So welcome to the show. I'm glad you are on. I want to talk about the book, but uh, first let's talk a little bit about you. You can give us a little bit of your background. Like I said, uh, we know each other from the neighborhood. Uh, this is Bay Originals. You are a, a Bay Ridge resident and an author, and you are uh, the first author we've had on the book, on the uh, on the show. So uh, we'll talk about your book uh, a little after that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm Brooklyn born and raised. I was raised in Flatbush. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was a teen, we moved to uh, Bensonhurst, to Gravesend, and then when my parents moved in 88, they retired, went down to uh, Florida, and I went to uh, Bay Ridge because I was a little bit of a drinking guy, and uh, all the bars were here. So, So that's how I wound up here, and I've been in Bay Ridge basically ever since then, except for three years, I lived in London. And one year I lived in San Francisco, but when all when my travels were done, I came right back to Bay Ridge.
0: Nice. London, what was London like?
1: Well, you know, London London is an interesting place. I used to be in the music business. I was in the music business for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and I used to go on business trips there, and then uh, I met a young lady, and we wound up getting married. And uh, so it was like funny, I had been to London so many, many times but then when I got married and got a job there and it became like living in New York, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, uh, you know, get to work. You know, the funny thing was every morning, you know, you put on the radio to hear like how it, how to dress for that day and the temperatures in Celsius. <laughs> so they'd say like, well, today it's going to get to uh, 16 degrees. And I think, oh, my God, dress mm-hmm. in layers. Mm-hmm. Of course, 16 degrees in Celsius. Mm-hmm. It's actually funny. A uh, little trick. Uh, you can, 16 is, is the only number you can flip around. So 16 is 61 in Fahrenheit. Oh, so wow, that was man. my, that was hey, my yardstick, you know? A, so I was like, okay, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. So, uh, yeah, London was, uh, London
0: was an interesting, uh, kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah. My, my wife, Christine and I had planned to actually go to, uh, to London and, uh, visit parts of England and get into Scotland. For our uh, our honeymoon trip, but of course the pandemic put that oh. on hold. And um, oh, I had been to London when I was a kid, when yeah. I was a kid, and, and Scotland, my uh, yeah. family in Scotland. Oh. But uh, gotta have some haggis. Time. Haggis, absolutely. Gotta have yeah. some haggis. Yeah. Haggis. Yeah. haggis. Yeah. We uh, we have uh, we do we have, we have we have we had a lot of haggis, and we had we have family or had family in Glasgow, and um, had a wonderful time. But I was a really young kid, so I don't remember much of
1: it. I have to tell a real quick story. I was in Glasgow. I was. uh, I was uh, checking out the record stores in in Glasgow and I I went into a little shopping mall Mm -hmm. and I saw a sign there, I saw these ladies behind the counter and it said Coney Island ice cream shop Mm -hmm. and I pointed and I said, hey, I'm from there (laughs) and the woman looked and turned around and she looked and she said, you're from the wall? (laughs) You're from the wall? He's from the wall. (laughs) I said, no, I'm from Coney Island. I'm from Brooklyn, and uh, I hope it's okay. I'm mentioning Coney Island. We're we're on Bay Ridgeways, I know, but that's okay. We'll, but we'll let it slide. It was so it was so funny. And she says, "You mean it's a real
0: place?" I said, "Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true." It you know, Brooklyn nice. really has taken on this whole um, this whole world of its own. It's really um, it's really a brand almost. You know, you know, you walk around in London and you see people wearing shirts that say Brooklyn, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but well, we're know. really from here. <laughs> so um, so you, one, one other thing I want to ask you about. Did You, you mentioned you were in music or some of the other stuff. Had you done some comedy work or some, some writing at all? No, okay. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I was
1: uh, basically, I was a record promoter. I okay. was what's called an A&R guy. I was okay. a talent scout. I used okay. to spend Sunday and Monday nights at CBGB's. If you remember CBGB's, yeah. the rock club. I used to go, those were the audition nights. So okay. I was always looking to manage a band or something like okay. that. So and I used to go to London a lot to uh, check out. Like you know, I was a big, I was into the uh, the European music. Okay. Know? So uh, yeah, that's the. Uh, it's a long time ago. Yeah, I have it's a lot I have of fun. friends
0: who uh, who were into the uh, to the punk scene. Yeah, and also hardcore rock. And I had uh, a a couple of um, close friends who were in some bands. It's a hardcore rock bands. You know, just small bands. that didn't didn't do too much. But <laughs> it was a really it was a really passionate scene for them. They really liked it. CBGB's. Was a big part of their life, and uh, sad—it's gone. A lot of you know places like that all across the city are really gone. You now wow, here's the super secret uh,
1: trivia question mm-hmm. for today's show. Listen carefully, kids. CBGBs—everyone's heard of it, but what do the letters CBGB stand for? Do you know, Liam? Oh, geez, I should know this. Hold on. Shall I do the uh, theme from Jeopardy? Should I do that? Doo doo go No, I don't. I, I should know. And I, once you say it, I'm going to know. Go ahead. Country bluegrass blues. Ah.
0: It was starting <laughs> yeah. off as a country bar okay. and the punks
1: right. took it over. <laughs> so there that's you
0: go, it, which is very punk of that. There right? you that's right. That's it. Um how about the wetlands? So you ever uh I saw uh, if you remember Oasis, the band Oasis yeah, from yeah, Manchester,
1: yeah, okay. I saw them there, the yeah. first I think that was actually their second concert
0: in the US, but I saw them at wow. I saw a lot of bands at Wetlands. Yeah, yeah. I checked. Out, I checked a lot of bands at Wetlands. I think I listened to um, the House of Pain. I was into hip hop.
1: Oh yeah, rap music and hip
0: hop was my thing. And, uh,
1: and the lead I, singer went on to his own. Career. Everlast, yeah, yeah. Everlast yeah, he, did a lot of stuff. Yeah, the album
0: Whitey Whitey Ford sings the blues. Yeah, and it was yep. a little bluesy rock sort of thing, it, it, it took a different direction, but. Um, Interesting stuff. A lot of... A lot of um, it's odd that we're talking about this because my last guest, uh, Victor Gobo is a live uh, audience musician, really. He does the whole club scene throughout New York City. And so this this pandemic has really, you know, um, put a kink in that. And for sure, all I live... I've, I, we've been talking online with, with some friends of mine, all, all live performers and musicians and, and artists and comedians and, you know, people that perform in front of audiences are taking a hit. But one of the things it's doing that we discussed, is it's forcing them to, they knew they had to kind of get technical and get digital and, you know, promote their Instagram. Everyone has one, right? Everyone has a Facebook page or an Instagram or a Twitter. Yeah. But, you know, their comfort zone and, and where they do their art is in front of a live audience. and yeah. It's forced them in some ways right. to, to, to build up those muscles, those kind right. of digital. That digital yeah, because everybody's on is. the Internet, but getting noticed is the thing. Is
1: getting, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm here.
0: That's it. Well, we're here to talk about the book, so let's talk about it. Um, the title of the book is The More You Do, The Better You Feel, How to Overcome Procrastination and Live a Happier Life by David Parker. And I just want to say, uh, this is a phenomenal book. Thank you. You know, as I was reading it, my wife was saying, like, you should have read this five years ago. And, um, I don't know how you would qualify this as a self-help book. I've read a lot of self-help books. Self-help, personal growth. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh. Uh, certainly certain big into that big into reading those books um as a parent uh of you know school age kids i read some books on parenting right um i I've, I've been involved in sales i've read books on sales i've read a lot of books uh sort of like this Interest, interestingly enough not that many out there that i know of about procrastination that seems that was a major part of my life is a, a big problem with procrastination right on um, in in sort of every aspect lot of my of life and um, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I have this book now, it's it's on the top of my shelf. So let's talk about it. How did you come to write a book about a pro- pro- uh,
1: procrastination? Well, you know what, uh, Liam, that's a great question. Actually, my book is about um, the relationship between habitual procrastination and mental depression. I, myself, have suffered with depression, serious depression, all my life, like since I was a kid. That's, uh, you know, everybody's got something and that's kind of my thing, you yeah. know. Uh, but, uh, you know, luckily I'm doing okay, and, uh, but I found, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, maybe a little longer than that, uh, I, I discovered that my habitual procrastination was driving me nuts. I mean, I was in misery. I used to have in my apartment what I would call bird's nests. Now, bird's nests were stacks and stacks of papers. Mm -hmm. Like every night I'd come home and I'd look through my wallet and I'd find like receipts and, and all kinds of stuff in there, you know, and I would just put it in that stack. And then, of course, when the stack got too large and unmanageable, what did I do? I started a second stack on a different table. So I had these bird's nests all around, and I'd come home every night and say to myself, i got to deal with that. But did I deal with it then? No. And then every morning I'd wake up to see them, and I'd say, what's wrong with me? Why do I live my life like this? Why don't I take care of this crap? But I never had time. I never, you know, anything that was either complicated or Boring uh, was something I just didn't want to deal with, and I would just you know when you become when you when you do anything good good enough and long enough you become great at it, and I was great at procrastination, <laughs> okay. but I was driving myself literally crazy. Okay. Yeah, so I had to find a way to and uh, to overcome my procrastination, and what I came up with was a method that I came up with for myself. I had no intention of writing a book. I just came up with this method of writing down one task and forcing myself to deal with it. In other words, I would write it down, and then immediately I would say, no, 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 I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) And I want to do something else. And then I would force myself, no, David, deal with it. So I would deal with the task, and then I'd put a line through it. And I would not do an endless to-do list because I tried that. I tried many experiments along the lines. Yeah. You remember uh, Thomas Edison? He famously, he tried all kinds of things as a filament in, in the light bulb, <laughs> right. like hundreds of things. Right. So I tried different ways, you know, and I found I kept getting uh, flooded with anxiety. I kept getting overwhelmed if I'd write several tasks down. So I came up with this method of I'd write one task down, I would force myself to do it. I would not make a telephone call. I would not put on the TV, I would not do anything else except do what I did, put a line through it, and then write something else down and do it. And I found that if I could get into that, keep doing it, write it down. Put, do it. put a line through it. Do it again, write it down. Do it. Don't get distracted. You know, and it was like, it became at times like search and destroy. Right. And it felt so good. And, you know, there's an old Irish proverb someone told me, move a muscle, change a thought. Yeah. And it's, have
0: you heard that? I have heard that. And, you know, it's interesting that you said, you say the title of the book is the more you do, the better you feel. And the idea of your your mental state sort of being connected to these actions. Actually, perfectly. Perfectly.
1: Yeah, you know, and and I just want to tell for everyone who's listening, a lot of people wonder, like, is my book about, like, some people are very busy executives, and they go, if I could just get another, like, 30 minutes in a day to take care of things. But my book is not for busy people who want to get busier. My book is for people who have a hard time getting started. That's the thing about my book. So what happened was... After about a year of doing this technique that I came up with, which had no name, it was just, like, my thing. It works. And then I said to myself, I had always been a self-help book lover, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, All kinds of, you know, Wayne Dwyer and uh, Dr. David Burns and just countless self-help books. Yeah. And and I just said, like, you know, I think I can write myself a self-help book and help people. Right. So, I had to ke- come up with a name for that technique that I came up with. And, uh, and then I, one day it just occurred to me well, it's based on doing one task. So, I called it the JOT method J O T, meaning just
0: one task. Yeah, right. And I noticed it's trademarked throughout the book. That's, a, that's your trademark, that's, the JOT method. Yeah. That's great. And it's interesting because it's not only just one task, but it's just one task, of course, you jot down. And uh, strike and through you and jot repeat. it down, right. exactly, right. perfect. And it's simple, but it works. And, you know, one thing I'm glad you mentioned um, is that, like we both talked about, I love self-help uh, books and uh, audio books. So remember some of these old uh, audio tapes an old um, boss of mine had, a uh, good friend, Dave Foss. He's actually a photographer, and he's a Bay original. He's a great guy. He's my uh, my uh, my friend Keith's father, Keith and Dave's dad. And uh, Dave Foss, we used to design websites in the '90s, in the late '90s, and that was that was my gig with uh, his his kids, uh, who have gone off to do other things. And um, Dave used to play Earl Nightingale. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. He had this r- r- gravelly voice, and he had "Lead the Field," and he had "Acres of Diamonds," and. All these kind of great self help yeah. stuff, and I used to love listening That's to it's an them. older name. Yeah, it's like Dale Carnegie. Right? Like Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people, yeah. and um, he was uh, it was a, it was a, it was great uh, to listen to. But what's interesting though and that you mentioned though is that I, I I often read these books, and not just about self help, but just ways to improve my life. Let's say it's meditation. I'm taking uh, jujitsu with my son uh, once a week trying to do more of that. I try to go to the gym and everything I read, you're right. It's another layer of complexity. Uh, and I feel like, Oh, I didn't get my meditation in. <laughs> I didn't get my pushups in. I didn't eat, you know, enough, uh, enough greens, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm piling all these things up and it's funny, you know, the, the, the room we're in now, the office is, is actually cleaner than it's been. When you talk about uh, those uh, bird baskets, uh, you call them bird's nests. Bird's nests—they—that's all over the place for me. Right. And what I love about this is—is—is is, is this is a book that will reduce the complexity. Right. This is not about adding more to your life; it's about reducing. It. And, and I love a, that. And I like how you said it's a simple method. I was just on a podcast
1: on Saturday night that went out to China. I can't believe three thousand people in China. They had a translator. Wow. Was. was uh, Was listening, were listening to me. And I kept saying, it's a, the Jot Method is a, it's a simple
0: method for complicated people. Mm. Now, let me ask you this. um, Sure. Just to jump into it. Now, um, you you know, you mentioned um, depression, and I've all, I've got, I've fallen into depression myself. Procrastination is a major issue for me. And one of the things I've often felt about myself is, you know, you're just, you're lazy, you can't get off. You can't get off your butt and you're you you know you're letting yourself get distracted, whatever the case may be. So talk to me, like, are procrastinators lazy people? Is that the problem?
1: You know, that's a really good question, Liam, you know, because I'll tell you, when it comes to procrastination, like, what is the difference between laziness and procrastination? I'll tell you what, everyone's allowed to put things off if you want to be lazy, that's cool, you know, but... My definition of procrastination is different than most people. Most people would say, "Well, procrastination is when you just you don't do something, right?" And I say, "No, not really. Here's why. Procrastination for me is when you know that you're going to face consequences for not doing what you're supposed to do. For example. In April, April 15th, tax day, how many people are late with their tax returns in spite of knowing they're going to get late penalties and interest fees, mm-hmm. right? They know it, but they don't want to deal with their taxes because it's boring, it's complicated, it's math, and, you know, why do I, Why am I being forced to do this? A lot of people have that, you know, I don't want to, you know, give in to Uncle Sam and all of that. Make them wait, even though it's going to hurt them. So consequences, for me, that's the thing about procrastination. Laziness, look, if you want to take things easy, that's fine. For me, when I get a bill, when I get my credit card statement in the mail, I have to pay it that night. Now, look, if there's some TV show that's on that I really want to catch and I just can't, you know, I want to go to sleep at a reasonable hour, I can do the write to check the next day. That's not going to hurt me. But house cleaning has to be done. Yeah, Keeping my place neat and clean makes me feel good about myself. Again, move a muscle, change a thought. So it's kind of like it's beyond just um, overcoming procrastination. It's also like adopting a new lifestyle, a new way. And again, this is not about uh, getting more done if you're a busy person. This is about getting started. Even today, even every day, when I wake up in the morning, the last thing I want to do is, after I, you know, shave and shower and all of that, the last thing I really want to do is house cleaning. But I work from home, and for me, house cleaning is a mood changer. It just gets me going. And I find that after I've done 10 or 20 little things on my job list, I just feel like okay, now I've built up
0: some steam. Let's let's pursue today. Right. And you know, you um, you know, uh, it's interesting. You talk about paying your bills now, but at one point you you necessarily didn't, right? Like I like you talk about the bills piling up, or some of the chores around the house, or some of the the things you attempt to do. Just weren't getting done, and, and and talk to us how you you you've changed. You know,
1: there's there's a thing in my book about uh, there's a little cha- a little sub chapter early on. It's called science experiments in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And one time, my procrastination was so bad, I just stopped doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. I just like I used up every knife and fork and spoon, and I I, I can't believe. I'm gonna say this, it almost sounds like being in a confessional when I say this. <laughs> and one night I came home from work, mm-hmm. and it was, I remember it was like around Thanksgiving time, and the sink was filled with dirty dishes. Mm-hmm. Every dish, cup, and utensil that I had was in the sink, and it was starting to smell. Mm-hmm. And I did the only logical thing that a procrastinator like myself would do I put my coat back on. Yeah. I went over to Seven Eleven on 4th Avenue. Mm-hmm. I bought plastic knives and forks and some styrofoam plates. Yeah. And I came home and, and, I, and I ate my dinner on that. And uh, then I, you know, the next day, and I let it go again. And the next day I came home and it was smelling. That's why I call this section Science Experiments in the Kitchen. And I finally, I, I bought some long kitchen gloves mm-hmm. And I practically cleaned my stuff with, like, uh, like, what do you call it, scouring powder. Right. You know, the first half of my book is my story about how bad my procrastination. I want people to know, it's like I'm being confessional and truthful here. This is how bad it was, yeah. you know. And some people uh, have written on Amazon, have written these brilliant reviews and said, man, I thought I was bad, but this guy <laughs> takes the cake. Right. You know, I'm just being honest, right. and I've really turned myself
0: around. And it's important for people to identify. I certainly identify with you. Um, and you know, what's interesting, too, is, is I, I agree in that at times that I thought I might be lazy, there is a difference. And I think the difference is procrastinators uh, like you and myself, it exists as something we know we have to do. We are we are putting effort into putting it off, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like you said, laziness is so sort of a disregard or uninterest. But we get around to it. Right. With me, it's just sort of like uh, there's a (laughs) lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. A lot of anxiety around doing something. So I build up these piles and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to the dishes. I'm going to get to this. And I spend so much time worrying about it, you know, thinking thinking about it but not doing anything. So you want to talk a little bit about that. So how do we translate that into doing? Oh, that's
1: such a good question, Liam. I really appreciate it because anxiety and being overwhelmed are so key to procrastination because the more we put off, the worse our situation gets. Mm -hmm. And so when we see that stack, that bird's nest, that stack of papers, and we look at it, instead of taking, if if you're a procrastinator, now look, there are people who are listening to this and they're going like, I got to get my wife this book or I got to get my husband this book because there are people listening who are saying, I don't understand these people. Okay, you got a stack of papers. Take care of it. What's what's the big deal? If Folks, if you're like that, God bless you. That's wonderful, okay? But the way I was, when I would see that stack of papers, I would go like, I, there's no way I'm dealing with that. There's just, I got other things to do. I got more important things to do than to deal with that. But that perpetuates, you know, there was... Um, um, an early psychologist I uh, can't remember his name but he famously said what we resist persists mm-hmm. and that's like
0: so key to this yeah and there's got to be like a, a psychological aspect to all of this because you, you're not the only one and the reason why people are, are buying this book and talking about it on Amazon and I'm sure my listeners are going to be very interested is because there's so many of us out there and all in different degrees, but in one way or, or not. I'm a big, like I said, a big procrastinator. And I have like sort of two speeds, right? I, I just put it off and put it off. And then I go sort of blitzkrieg through something and get it done at the very last minute. Like I'm, I'm taking some online courses now. Now I say to myself, I'm going to work on it little by little every night. It doesn't happen. I say, I've got, like you said, something more important to do. And I, and I keep myself busy. <laughs> I distract myself. And and you know yeah. what? Sometimes that works. Wow. Because if you've got a homework
1: assignment or an essay or a test or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. and you give yourself that pressure of that deadline. Hey, the teacher said it's got to be in by tomorrow. Man, I better shake a leg. Mm. And so we, we have that. But, of course, our quality can go down. We could have, you know, tests... Test scores that aren't so great, but you know, sometimes that's how how we function. Okay, that's that's all right. But if we constantly cause ourselves
0: anxiety, it's it's not so cool. Right. No, it isn't cool, and um, that's one thing I want to talk about. So, speaking of schoolwork, you do talk about um, how this can help parents parents of students, especially. So, speaking of self help books, um, I've read a lot of parenting books. Um, I have uh, I have a, a young son who is in high school. I'm having such a hard time with his own procrastination, and then you add my procrastination into it. So what do I mean by that? Is that I say to myself, I've got to give him a hard time. Now you know, I, I nowadays you can see online sort of every time he logs into class, especially now with Zoom class. When he doesn't, right. uh, you know, if he's on his assignment or if he's not as a and parent, so, you're, you're able to see those statistics, they yeah, you can to see you? that now, oh, especially yes? now because of the pandemic. Okay. They're, um, they're I'm able not a to, parent, but yeah, no, and, that's and, cool. and, and um, the here in New York City, there, there's a program, and uh, my, my son goes to school in Jersey now, and there's a is a program in that school as well that I can basically log like, on. It's like
1: getting a report card in real time. It is,
0: you know. I wonder if it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's. Uh, there's a downside to it too because now, you know, he can't escape uh, me looking at it or right. his mother looking at it. Right. So. But, th- but th- what's the solution for a procrastinating yeah. child? Yeah. and a procrastinating parent. Well, who's unable to? Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. You know what it. I would say. And again, okay, I haven't had kids, but I, I, uh, I, I think I know my my material. And I would say the best thing is being a power of example. Uh-huh. So let's say your kid is, uh, your son is in New Jersey, uh-huh. and uh, you say like, "Well, I'm going to pick you up at uh, 2:30 on Saturday, and we're going to go play ball or something like that." What happens if you pick him up at three o'clock? Okay, that what message does that send to him? Right. That means time is not of a value, and it also means he's not of value. Uh-huh. So, and it means you don't value time and you don't keep your word. Mm. So the thing is is that to show him like, hey, I showed up on time. Um, if you say we're going to go to this place and this place, you go there. Mm-hmm. Just like doing the jot method. You know, you 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 know, I try to make keep my promises. That's the key key thing. Mm-hmm. I keep the promises that I make with myself. That's key to the jot method. This is why it's 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 a simple method for complicated people. Um, I I keep my promises, and I feel better. And so what you want to do is maybe keep your promises with him and verbalize it and say to him, I want you to know something. I said I was going to be here at 2.30. I showed up at 2.25, and I want you to emulate that. Mm -hmm. I want you to. And, you know, I have a chapter. I have two chapters in my book I want to talk about for a second. Sure, yeah, please. And one is helping the procrastinating student. And the chapter before that is the procrastinator's relationships with significant others. Yes, I was going to
0: get to that. And, And when I
1: say significant others, I don't just mean wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, that kind of thing. Also, procrastinators in the workplace, your boss and your colleagues, your co-workers are significant others mm. right so your son you said he's what 15 16 16 in a couple of years mm. he's going to be you know in the working world mm. and maybe before that he might be in college mm. and a lot of people a lot of students when they hit college they have that problem they have a lot of freedom mm. and that's the way they get into trouble mm. right managing their time when there's parties and other things going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of distractions. So what you want to do is you want to emphasize to your son that overcoming procrastination isn't just your, your your old man is nagging you because that's my job. I'm your old man and I'm doing my job. No, no. You want to show him that, you know, being responsible. You know, what I like to say is I like to put the word response back into responsible being responding. So you want to say to your son, like, I want you to be like me. I show up on time. I say I'm going to do something. I do it. Be a power of example. That's
0: the first thing. And the second thing is, share my book. <laughs> That's right. No, you know, um, this is going to be great. And I and I, I do want uh, him to read it. I certainly want everyone in my life to read it. Not only because I think that uh, it can help them in the little ways that they're procrastinators. I'm a big Procrastinators, so this is important to me. But I think it's a great book for the people that live with procrastinators. It helps to understand them a little bit better. And I think the methods in this book can also be discussed with sort of the procrastinators in, in people's lives, right? want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, you mentioned significant others. Like I said, when I was reading it, you know, obviously. I'm there, uh, in bed at night. I've got the night light on, and you know, Christine is looking over and listen. Why not? You know, we start a conversation with it, and she was saying to herself, "My God, you you really should have read this a lot earlier in life." And um, she was actually interested in it, so she took it and started flipping through it. And uh, probably the opposite of me in, in many ways, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if opposites attract, but she's the opposite of a procrastinator. She attacks something. She's a doer. A she's a doer, yeah. and she yeah. does it. On time, she right. does it early, and so right. does her mother, my mother-in-law. Right. Like, if she has to be no someplace 15 off. minutes early, no, right. she's there an right. hour Because there's always something else to do. That's it. And I do everything at the very end. Right, you know? yeah. But it is. It would be good. It's a great It's a great read for everyone in the procrastination. I just
1: want to mention, if I may, that yeah. just, just uh, for anybody who's tuning in and saying, well, what's the title of your book? Let me just mention the title of the book, if I may, is The More You Do, The Better You Feel, How to Overcome Procrastination and Live a Happier Life. And I'm the author, David Parker. I'd also like to mention my book is available on Amazon. And if you'd like information on the book, my website is davidparkerauthor.com. So that's davidparkerauthor.com. And if you want to see me on Facebook, my Facebook page is uh, Facebook.com forward slash David Parker Author. So it's nice and simple.
0: Sure. Now, the other question I have is uh, talking about uh, Amazon is can you get it in some of uh, like your local bookstore or can you get it at Barnes & Noble? Will they order on, it for on, you? on
1: Amazon, it's available as an ebook and
0: as a paperback. Uh-huh. You can also get,
1: um, you can get a paperback from my website if you're in the U.S. You can buy one copy and it's postpaid. Uh, you don't have to uh, have, like, uh, you know, pay, uh, buy lots of stuff for multiple copies. Uh, one book is uh, postpaid in the U.S. Uh, on Amazon, it's ebook and paperback. On my
0: website, it's uh, just uh, paperback. Sure. Now, let me ask you, if, if now there's a local bookstore here, the Bookmark Shop. If they were interested in getting their book, are there any local books, book can, owners out there? You can get it at any Barnes
1: & Noble. Mm-hmm. But if you get it at Barnes and Noble, you have to go to like the cash register and say, "Hey, I'd like this book," mm-hmm. and uh, they'll look it up. They'll charge you for the price, and mm-hmm. then they'll call you up like a week later and say, "Okay, we got your book." Mm-hmm. So they don't keep it in stock because it's self-published, and sure. you know the bookstores generally stock up on, you know the. Sure. You know the major publishers' stuff because there's always books
0: coming out. Sure, but if a, if, a, if a smaller uh, owner was interested, they would they would either go
1: online. Absolutely. And buy you, it if they, anybody's in a bookshop who's a buyer and you'd like to get multiple copies,
0: okay. I'll make a deal with you. It's no problem. Perfect. That's really great. And um you know, I, I you know, seeing you on YouTube, you were at a uh, at a. Uh, authors' convention here in Brooklyn. Not too oh yeah, long ago. the
1: the, uh, the Brooklyn uh, Book Festival. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, talk to us a little bit about just being an author and what that's like. You know, putting mm. this book together, and you know, and and, and the other part of it is is you didn't really go into this expecting to be an author, like you said.
1: You know, it's it's so funny because I've had reactions like I give out, I give out bookmarks mm. and uh, you know promoting my book, and I've had people like look at it and go. So you're David Parker, okay. and I'm like, uh, yeah. And they're like, I mean, I'm used to people going like, so you're Spider Man, right? And I'm like, no, no, that's Peter Parker. <laughs> I'm really used to that. But it's, you know, or didn't you used to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates? And I'm like, no, that's Dave Parker, the baseball player. I'm <laughs> David Parker, but uh, so I'm, I'm used to that. But sometimes people go, so um, you're an author. Wow, that's quite an accomplishment, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know. It took me seven years Mm -hmm. to write this book. Now, people are going to say, he wrote a book on procrastination, but it took him seven years? (laughs) By the way, that voice, by the way, I do health. I used to do, before the pandemic, I did all kinds of health shows in the New York and the tri-state area, Mm -hmm. and people would look at my book, and I always get these guys who would go, I was going to buy your book, but I put it off. And they all think that they're the first person who ever said that. That's the funny part. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, it took me seven years to write my book. But that's because I had never written a book. I mean, Mm -hmm. what did I write? I wrote a rent check every month. I wrote my you know con ed bill check. I did a shopping list, you know, Mm -hmm. for Food Town. I never wrote a book, so it took me seven years to kind of like figure out like how do you do? And for anybody who wants to write a book your your table of contents is your is your guiding star Uh when you work on the table of contents everything flows off of that it's the best thing in the world Uh so that's that's my little uh advice for anybody who wants to write a book everybody also asks me when are you coming out with your next book and Uh i go like when are you gonna have another kid or when are (laughs) you gonna get another college degree it's so hard right it's so hard it's It's like it's amazing and Cost me a lot of money to come out with this book. But, right. You know, it's helped a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I've got some great endorsements from uh from, from professionals. And uh one professional, uh uh Dr. Uh, Ronald Yamamoto uh summed up uh, by saying uh uh he said, wait, let me let me grab this. Sure, I haven't yeah. I haven't thought about this for years. But I know it's right here. So Ronald Yamamoto's psychotherapist said, "So don't procrastinate any longer. Start reading." It's right. brilliant. <laughs>
0: um. So the uh, some of the other things I wanted to talk about, yeah, were um, the. Um, the idea that that this is also going to help you feel better. Now, now, when you have this italicized, and people can't see this listening, but it says the more you do, the better you feel. Tell us why you italicized you and what the significance of that is.
1: You know, it's a funny thing because people who notice that, they often go, why didn't you italicize the do in the more you do? And... The, the, the word feel, and right. the better you feel. Right. And there's a good answer for that, and it's because it looks terrible. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. Because do is two letters, and feel is four letters. <laughs> so it didn't really work. So we played around, me and the artist played around with it, and I said, well, what if we just italicized the you because it's all about you, right? <laughs> it's all about the reader. Right. So that's what we did. It was a okay. uh,
0: you know, it's one of those artistic things. Now, the, the thing I'm interested in, though, is that you really connect procrastination to sort of a better feeling and sort yeah. of a, be- a better state of mind. And, what's and interesting, better yeah, self-esteem. That, right, and back to that sort of psychological connection. Because when I think of procrastination, for me, in the past, prior to this book, I would think, like, either I'm lazy, that's how I'd associate it with, right. with, with not doing it, and I right. also thought of... Procrastination is really about things, and the things need to get done. And I didn't put myself; the you was not in the equation. It was these things. The dishes have to get done. So when I get done, the dishes will be done. But so what, so to speak, you know? And if yeah. you don't have much interest necessarily in dishes, you go and you get plastic knives and forks. Right. And you go on with life. There's other bigger things to right. bring, bigger things to sure bigger fish on. to fry. But right. What's interesting about this book, and again, it's right there in the title, is that. There's a connection to you, to your own well-being right. by Self-esteem. overcoming the procrastination.
1: Right. That's right. Cleaner, important. cleaner home
0: dishes. Mm-hmm. I never go to sleep with dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. Never. Right. Never ever. That's ever. a big saying that my mother-in-law has. We're still trying to work on that here 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 at the at the apartment, but uh, my mo- mother-in-law is a big believer that don't ever don't ever go to sleep with dishes in the uh, sink. Do all of these things. And you know what? She's absolutely right. The other thing about it is that once you do these things, you actually do feel better. It's like sure. a lot of things. When I when I go to the gym, whenever I, I do anything that I've been procrastinating, the minute I do
1: it, right. The minute I minute you start doing better, it, right? It's, it's I've got to do my credit card. Uh, uh, I have to do all of my, my taxes, my pre-taxes before I bring it to mm-hmm. the accountant in three weeks. I have to tally up all of my advertising expenses and all of my business expenses. Mm-hmm. And I know, I do this every year, I go like, oh, I don't want to deal with that, man, oh, I don't want to have to go through each, like January and February, and I don't want to deal with it, and I know that once I get done with December, I'm going to go, is that it?
0: Mm-hmm. That's it? Then i like, I want to do some more, right. you know? You do, you feel so much better, and that's what this book is really about at the end of the day, too, it is it is a techniques and a, and a method, the job method. That kind of will help you reduce the complexity and feel better about about life in in so many ways. And feel better about
1: ourselves because we restore. How do you, I had a friend once who said, how do you increase your self-esteem? Simple, you do esteemable acts. Mm -hmm. But think about it. You do esteemable acts. You don't say like, I should uh, clean my apartment. You clean your apartment and then you feel better. Mm-hmm. Right? In the past, the only way I'd clean my apartment is if I had a new girl I was dating, mm-hmm. right? And right, right, so I'd say, right. like, well, you're Kim, and, you know, she's going to look at this and she's going to say, something wrong with this guy, you know? And she'll right. say, well, oh, I forgot, I got to go. <laughs> right. You know, so I don't want that, so then I'd clean, you yeah, know? Right. Uh, you know, in fact, on the uh, back cover of, of my book, I say, is your living space messy and your life unorganized? Does your habitual procrastination leave you feeling depressed and anxious? Do you wait for the right time to come before dealing with a task only to find that the right time never comes, so nothing gets done? So, you know, it's 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 yes, you know, it's yes, so yes. Uni- check,
0: check, check, It's so
1: universal. Right. It's amazing, you right. know, and people have poured their hearts out to me, especially like in live at, at at health shows. By the way, I'd like to just mention, mm-hmm. if anybody has a question uh, about procrastination, feel free to write to me. My email address is info, I-N-F-O, at davidparkerauthor.com. That's info at davidparkerauthor.com. I'd also like to say that for people who really, really, really have a hard time with habitual procrastination or if you have a loved one, uh, and you say, like, I I would get him or her your book, but I know they'll never read it. So guess <laughs> what? I do coaching. I do coaching on the telephone. I just want to also mention, Liam, mm-hmm. for everyone who's listening, just a little uh, advisory. I am not a doctor, mm-hmm. not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I went to Kingsborough Community College, and I got a business degree, an associate's degree. So, I'm not a doctor, I don't pretend to be a doctor. if anybody is uh suffering with depression and they're on medicine or medication, please keep taking your meds. Uh-huh. you know don't change anything you know unless you go to your doctor and they change things for you. I'm not a doctor and I don't pretend to be a doctor, so this is not medical advice uh-huh. but if you you know that's why I'm not a counselor, but I do coaching right so if anybody wants some short term coaching, be happy to help them so again, just uh
0: Email me at info info at uh, davidparkerauthor.com. And let's um, let's talk about that for a second. but sure. uh, Again, so that's also the best way to reach you. Like I said, uh, you, you talked about health fairs. You talked about whether uh, you you can speak at colleges. You can you can lecture. or I do some that. Businesses or, do or bookstores want to want to get your uh, book or have you in for a book signing. That's where they can reach you. Absolutely. That, that, uh, I do that all website. of that. I've done public speaking and I've done bookstores mm-hmm. and. I do weddings and bar mitzvahs, <laughs> right? Um, so, listen. Let's talk about the the sort of life coaching or the coaching. That's that's, and it's good that you talk about. Uh, uh, there, there's a need for uh, psychiatry for people that need that help. There are there are people that need maybe medication or other things or or other type of uh, therapy that that that. Uh, you're not offering, but you are offering coaching, life coaching. And what's interesting is it's I... not
1: really life coaching. Right. It's more procrastination.
0: Coaching. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not, I'm not going to like change somebody's life uh, uh, in, in the sense of uh, you know I'm not a career coach, okay. you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's specific. If you are a really hardcore procrastinator, and what I will do is I will work the job method with oh, you over the phone. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I will do. Right. It's not going to be about, well, tell me about your childhood. Right, right. You know, what's your earliest, what's coaching, your earliest memory?
0: I say, it's I just mean that, be like the, that. Uh, in the larger context of the field of life coaching, so to speak. Yeah. And in, within that field, let's just say there are people that can coach you on maybe specific tasks. And for you, you are the procrastinator coach. So they can call you and they can get someone to help them overcome these uh, the, the, these issues they're having with procrastination. And you'll work through the JOT method. So if, even if they're reading the book and they're trying to use it and they need help, that's where you can kind of come in and give some context and help push them over the the the, uh, the, the edge, if it were, yeah. to get them going. That, that does really help. Uh, you know, I have some friends, uh, we call them coaches uh, that I, that, or people that I that I call at times to uh, to sort of help me get going, and that really does help in all different aspects of life. Yeah, and uh, I really do find it very helpful. And I, Sometimes I we need a little help, right? A little yeah. coaching, a little push.
1: Yeah, and if somebody, uh, by the way, if you uh, if you uh, if you purchase uh, two hours of coaching, and uh, my rates are very reasonable, uh, you get a free copy of the book, an autographed copy. Nice. So so you don't have to buy the book, you know, and if you buy, bought the book and then you want the coaching, I'll, I'll take the price of the book off. So don't worry about that.
0: You know, what What I also like about, about, about you, David, and uh, that idea is that whenever I go for any sort of advice on anything, I like to know that the person uh, is an expert or has, has been down that road, so to speak. And that yeah. just makes the advice a little bit more uh, authentic and genuine and believable you are a real procrastinator. Like you said, in the book, a big part of it is sort of qualifying yourself as this real procrastinator so that people can identify and say, you know what, uh, that sounds like me, you know, or maybe they're similar, or maybe they're worse, maybe they're not as bad. Um, but I definitely identify with a lot of that and that's why I would... Uh, call you and say, look, this is the problem I'm having. You've been down that road.
1: You know, there's there's talk about Bay Originals. There's a doctor in the neighborhood. He's a a great guy. He's an internist. His name is uh, uh, Dr. Hussein. And uh, I showed him my book. Before it came out, I showed him the manuscript. And I said, would you like to do an endorsement? And he, he said, there is a saying Take it from someone who lived the experience better than from someone who studied the experience. and
0: that's exactly right. what you're saying. That's it. And that's, that's the case uh, for life, but uh, it really is. It really is just a cool, um, just a, a, a cool thing to, to, to have is a coach that can help you with procrastination. And also, I think it's really awesome just to have sort of a book about overcoming procrastination. Like I said, a lot of self-help books out there. Um, and I've looked at all of them. I have never come across one that focused specifically on the issue of procrastination. And, uh, again, the job method, very fascinating, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Yeah. Now I understand that you, uh, you have a top 10 list of, of, uh, solutions for overcoming procrastination. So what's your, uh, what's your top 10?
1: Well, why? Oh, you're, 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 you're really, uh, you're, you're really making me, uh, uh, Pull that out of thin air. It's been a long time since uh, since I uh, uh, remembered the uh, the top ten. But let's see what I can uh, let's see what I can remember here. Um, one is as I've as I've already said is uh, always keep the promises that you make with yourself. That's mm-hmm. really key. Right. If you make a promise about something, if you say tonight when I get home, I'm going to uh, I'm going to mop the floors, mm-hmm. and then you don't. You're not keeping a promise with yourself, and that's important. You need to keep the promises, and that's why I wrote. I came up with the the Jot Method. Again, Mm -hmm. it means just one task. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean, and after I mop the floors, then I'm going to reorganize the closet, and then after I do that. No. The Jot Method means if you've been out in the city all day or Mm -hmm. driving a truck or whatever your your job job Mm -hmm. is... And you say to yourself, I really, I mean, I have a friend of mine. Um, she said, <clears throat> excuse me, she said, um, how do I motivate myself to mop my floors? And I said, well, um, I, 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 when do you mop your floors? And she goes, well, when they get sticky. <laughs> That's and I was like, I wow, am. okay. Uh, so I just told her, like, what you need to do is say to yourself, like, when I get home, I'm going to write down, mop the floors, and then I'm going to do it. And if that's too much, if you feel your heart going, oh, I don't know, I, I don't know if I could do that. Then you say, okay, how about this? Then r- strike that out and write, mop the kitchen floor, right. and just do that, and then and then put a line through it once you've done it. And then guess what? Now that you've got that bucket of soapy water. Now you could say, mop the bedroom floor, right? And then you can say, mop the living room floor. Right. So you, this is one of the tricks about overcoming procrastination: is breaking big tasks into little components. Right. That was something I could never do in the past. Right. So the jot method. Sometimes I write something, and I say, like, this is too big. I have to break it into pieces. Right. So let's talk about another. You, you wanted ten things. Uh, let's say, plan your work and work your plan. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little saying, you know? Mm-hmm. That kind of works for me. I'll also say um, that uh, when, when dealing with tasks, uh, avoid creating new work for yourself by always doing a complete action. Mm-hmm. So again, that goes to the distractibility. I want to mention also, I've had so many people buy my book for what's called ADD, attention deficit disorder, mm. right? I didn't, I didn't write this book for people with ADD, uh-huh. but it's taken off in that community. People mm. like the jot method. Wow, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it just, it just works. Some other things. Uh, there are times when any action is better than inaction so should procrastination ever immobilize you the best course of action to take is to take action mm-hmm. so if you don't know what to do in fact if you feel overwhelmed by the jot method and you go like if your mind is just spinning like there's a you know beehive in your head mm-hmm. going bzz, 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 i don't know what to deal with just do anything mm-hmm. just do anything don't just sit and watch tv or surf the internet and get nothing done because deep inside you're going to feel it's kind of like you know the expression uh, "fake calories." You mm-hmm. know when when somebody just you know picks out on Twinkies and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and yeah.
0: it's like fake. That's calories. That's me. I do. I do that too. I, I actually I pick out on Twinkies and I waste time, let's just say, on the TV or, right. the, or the or 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 uh, or the internet or whatever it might be. And what's interesting is you say the jot method is just put one thing down. And distract yourself to get yourself focused. And focus. Right. right. Right.
1: And then you'll feel better rather than saying, well, I'll feel better. And and the same thing goes with, like, you know, if you think about it, sometimes people drink alcohol. Sometimes people take drugs. Why? Because they want to instantly feel better Mm -hmm. or they want to instantly feel different. Mm -hmm. right? Right. So, you know, like, what I'm advocating is. Kind of like what you're doing with studying, with mm-hmm. getting a getting a degree or a certificate or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like you're 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 working on em bettering your life, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it takes work and it takes discipline. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes we don't want to do that, especially when we're adults. We're like, hey, I, I was done with school, right? right now right. what am I doing in school again? You know? Right. This is life. Right. What number
0: are we up to now? Uh, On on our list? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. We're all... You know, why don't don't you pick out your favorite? Oh. Let's... uh, Give me your favorite. Oh, here's... I
1: I had this friend. He, unfortunately, passed away. Dan Buckley passed away. Mm -hmm. A a real Bay original, if ever there were. In fact, my Mm -hmm. book is dedicated to my late friend Dan, who died uh, this past Mm -hmm. uh, June. And and I wrote in the uh, dedication, at a time in my life when I was short on belief in myself... Dan gave me what I needed most, a strong dose of faith in my own abilities, which gave me the courage to keep moving forward. Thanks, Dan. Mm-hmm. And I would say one of the things that Dan said, one of his favorite expressions was, yard by yard is hard, but inch by inch, and it's a cinch. Right. And that really
0: works. That's it. That's really good. Um And if you want to find out the other 10, you're going to have to buy the book. I don't want to give too much of it away because they'll just play uh, my podcast and they won't go and uh, buy the book. But you really should get the book. Again, the book is The More You Do, The Better You Feel. I'm here with David Parker. Uh, This is Bay Originals. He is a Bay Original. We're talking today with him and we've discussed the Jot Method and uh, his strategies on how to overcome procrastination and live a happier life. This is really... Uh, cool. It's great to have you. I do want to, as we wrap up, I'd like to ask uh, my guests, um, are there any other, speaking of books, are there any books you're currently reading or any book you would recommend to our audience, something that you like that's of interest to you? Yeah, well, you know, one of
1: my favorite books has been Dr. David Burns' Feeling Good, Mm -hmm. which he wrote something like 30 years ago, maybe it's 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And his book was a hallmark of what's called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. It's like one of the foundation books of CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And I believe his new book is the first book he's written in 40 years. Mm -hmm. And so he originally wrote Feeling Good and right now I'm reading his brand new book, Feeling Great. <laughs> nice. So it's uh, they go together quite well. Feeling Good is a wonderful book on overcoming procrastination and overcoming depression. But his methods are not like mine. Mine is, in fact, I have to tell the truth. Somebody slammed my book. Mm. A couple of days ago on Amazon, gave it a one star review. Okay, that's life. Not everybody's going to like. Right. And this person said, "It's all about. Here's the book. You write. You write something down. You do it. You put a line through it. Then you do it again. And then it's the whole book. The whole book. Everything in the book is. You you write it down. You put a line through it. And it's like I like your I like your voiceover. It's like, like this. it's not like it's really and it's like it's funny if you read that. And it's there. Mm-hmm. And then you read some of the five star reviews, people go, Holy mackerel, mm-hmm. procrastination has been like ruling my life. Mm-hmm. I started doing the job method, and this has transformed my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did that? Mm-hmm. I'm just this guy from Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I, I, you know, I could talk like this, you right. know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> In fact, Liam, let me tell you something. Just the other day, I was walking down Flatbush Avenue, and a guy stopped me. He asked me for directions. So I give him directions, and then the next thing I know, he says to me, he calls me. Get this, Liam. He calls me. He says, I'm, uh, I sound like uh, I'm illiterate. I said, listen, pal, let me tell you something. Uh, Just for your information, my parents were married for 10 years before they had me. How in the hell can I be illiterate?
0: But, uh,
1: you know, seriously, um, you know, my book is, is about this problem, this relationship of procrastination and depression. Folks, if you want to learn more about it before you invest, that's a wise move. So go to my website, David Parker Author. I have an FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. I have all kinds of stuff there about procrastination. I'm going to be uh, redoing. Uh, God help you, if you go on my website with a mobile phone, it's not going to work, folks. Um, You go on it with a computer, but I'm going to be making it mobile-friendly. I've learned, like, wow, my... My, my website looks like the early days of Star Trek you know when they had the phasers and today they just look at somebody and they vanish right So you know it's like I have to I have to uh, uh, get my get my website up but, uh, but seriously check it out if you don't like the book hey guess what like send it back to Amazon they'll give you a full. <laughs> <laughs> and no problem it's not meant for everyone but it also it makes a great gift for the right person yeah that's
0: that's what I want to say too is if uh, if you're out there and you want to buy it it makes a great gift uh, for someone's birthday for for an office uh, present for anyone for and any the
1: for for New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. you know if you you know if you're into that New Year's resolutions thing and then like January passes and you go uh what happened Right now right. well, we're in February and I, I haven't gotten anything done. You <laughs> know, You know, yeah. well, you got to learn how to. You got to learn how to plan your work and work your plan.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, I think it is really cool to uh, to have you here on this show as a. Thanks video for tomorrow. having me. No, it's, I'm glad to have you here. Um, I'm glad to you, you to be our first author, hopefully um, hey. one of many, and hopefully we get you back uh, yeah. to talk about your next book. I'm gonna. I, I do want expect you to to finish it and uh, at some point and uh, I'd be interested in reading that book we as well. start it first. <laughs> Just one
1: task. <laughs> oh, man, where did you hear that? <laughs> That's
0: pretty good. But uh one thing I want to ask before we go yeah. and uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been wonderful having you on. It's I want to been... I, I want to um I want to thank you as well because. Um, Thanks for having me. The, the book is really great, and uh, to be quite honest, on a personal level, um, I did many tasks today using the job method. And, cool. And getting you um, on this show uh, has been has been you know a kickstarting the the podcast, getting it back on the air. Like I Good. Said, one of the things I wanted to do was to get it out at least once a week, every two weeks. And it's been about uh, three, maybe four weeks. We haven't had. A guest on, and I and I haven't had any really form or method to sort of stick into it. Just kind of a a, a side thing we're doing, and uh, boom! I used the jot method, and here you are, you know, and it does work. And obviously, I I, I uh, read it here in your book, but uh, I did some other things today. One of the things I uh, I have a hard time doing is kind of getting the dogs on these long walks. Getting to got the gym, great dogs
1: here, man. Went to the gym, it.
0: walked the dogs, got a lot done. The jot method works. Great to have you. One last thing is. Tell the audience something we might not know about you. Something that uh, is unique to you. Something I don't even know necessarily.
1: Okay. How about this? I have a really ancient hobby. Okay. Okay. I am what's called, and not not everybody's going to notice. I'm what's called a ham radio operator. Okay. All right. Like, and that's also it's uh, also technically it's called amateur radio. Mm-hmm. It's a great hobby. It's a really old hobby. Now, some people aren't going to know it. So, how about this? If you know those CB radios that people would play around with, maybe back in the 70s, they had those TV shows mm-hmm. with the truckers, and those radios have like five watts, so they're good for like a couple of blocks, you know. But with ham radio, you have real uh, FCC, you take a test, and the old days, you had to know Morse code, today you don't. You just have to know some basic electronics. But you get to use these really phenomenal radios, uh you could talk around the world to other ham radio operators who are who are licensed. And it's like, it's really cool. And we have even, we have walkie-talkies today that are digital. And you can dial up. We have like these repeaters that, you know, uh, that, that rebroadcast you. And you could actually say like, oh, here's a repeater in uh, Sweden. And you could like talk and talk to people and you could... You could like talk on a walkie-talkie that you could put in your pocket and talk to somebody in Europe or in Australia or anything. And you know, it's a really, really interesting hobby and there's all kinds of ham radio. There's digital radio and there's this thing called SDR, which is the new thing that's software defined radio. So if you if you had a relative, if you know your uncle Max was a ham operator and he had these he had his basement full of equipment. Mm-hmm. And, and you'd go into the basement you could practically smell the ozone because of, he's using so much electricity. But today you could just have a microphone hooked up to your laptop and you can operate your laptop just like a walkie-talkie, a modern digital walkie-talkie mm-hmm. with this SDR software-defined radio. You don't, I believe you don't need an antenna. It just goes out over the internet. Mm-hmm. But it's still ham radio. And it's like so cool. And guys, if you want to learn more about ham radio... The organization in America for ham radio is called the ARRL, the American Radio Relay League. It's an old, old name and an old, old organization. They're based in Connecticut. They have a museum in Connecticut. It's wonderful. I've been there. And so if you want to learn more about ham radio, you can go to ARRL.com
0: org. I believe that's the. Uh, that's so so cool. You mentioned org. that actually. I did not know that about you. Yeah. I am a radio operator at work. That's what I, I do. Oh, I work right. For, for the the TLC and I, I work with their enforcement division. Yeah. Now we just have uh, you know radio channels that that we deal with our enforcement unit. Yeah. And I'm on the radio all day, and you know I'm giving out codes and uh, I'm receiving information. Also, we listen to the citywide nine one one system. Yeah. So we're receiving some of that, and we communicate with uh, PD and fire. If we need backup, so it's interesting. I'm on the radio all the time. Oh, that's cool. And I didn't know that about you. I also was when I was a kid. My father was a was a ham operator. Oh, okay. It encouraged some of my friends. If 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 Donald Dekejian, Tommy Yu, or Keith Foster listening, and a bunch of others, we got into that a little bit at the time, and we were actually interested. We had CB radios as kids yeah. in Bay Ridge. Oddly enough, when we first started driving, we took CBs. Uh, portable CBs, and we we would put them in our parents' car before we even had our own cars. Right. And as soon as we got a license, I'm talking like 17 years old, we would put we would. There was a magnetic antenna. Yeah. You could connect what, it to the top your, of your. Parents. What was your
1: handle? Liam? Oh,
0: I forgot I forget what it was. Seagull or something. There like, was another guy. There, no, like Seagull big, was another big guy. Bay Ridge dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I forget what my handle was. I forget what all of our handles were. But we thought we were we thought we were really cool, and we would drive around You were, remember, You work. Cool. Well, we, we, we would we would we would get on the Bell Parkway, right? We'd get on our channel, yeah. and we would travel back 19, and forth, probably. and go yeah, probably, and go from Bay Ridge to Spamoni Gardens, and, oh, yeah. and a few you know on the outskirts of wherever we had been. You know, by sixteen years old, seventeen, that was a big thing. And you just brought back a lot of memories. And I know that um, like I said, there was a there was a uh, another kid. Was it maybe it was David Visco, Donald Aquijan, um, Donald's, Donald's brothers might have been on Ham Radio, and we would we would communicate from our from our bedrooms, and it was yeah. kind of cool, and we didn't really know. Much of what we were doing. I, I,
1: I have a friend of mine who's... My a, father he was, still had
0: it. I, I, he, I still have some of his stuff in a box. I oh think yeah? I still have some of his equipment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I got a friend of mine who sells,
1: like... Uh, we have these events called ham fests. These are... and It's not, it's not a pig roast. It's, uh, it's where we have, <laughs> like... A, it's like bacon? a flea market. It's like a flea market. Yeah, no bacon. It's like a flea market for ham stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got this friend who sells, and he sells a lot of the old CB radios. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, back in the old days... You know, when you, you operate a CB, you you go for maybe a block because there were so many people, the channels were so filled up. Mm-hmm. You know, but today nobody's on CB because everybody has cell phones. Right. So if you go on the on the CB today, you could go for a mile because you know right. there's there, you no know, there's no interference.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. We can we can go on forever for that. That yeah, would yeah. brought back a lot of memories. You know. Ten four. Ten four. That's it. Uh, well, we are over and out here. And All right, good. The originals. What, All you know, right, good, buddy. One last thing was, did you uh, did you see the movie? I think it was called Phenomena. Did you see that? That came out a while ago with Jim Caviezel. Am I, am I, am I, is it, do I have it right? No, um, I'm not. i think it was Dennis Quaid, Jim Caviezel. It was about um, this father and son. Was it it's about the Firefighter? The firefighter. Oh, they, it had a
1: different say, name. I think it had a different name. You know what I I I'm talking know about? Where they're on the, when the guy, radio. the guy finds his late father on yes. his father's on the, ham radio. On the ham radio. And, yeah. and through the
0: abort, uh, Maybe it the, was uh, Corporealis. Corp 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 yeah. And uh, they, they, they somehow it, get gets the signal. Yeah. And is able to save his father's life and alter time. Yeah. And uh, you just made me think of that movie, too. Because the ham radio made me think of my dad. Yeah. And, you know, my dad passed away and he was... Uh, everything about that movie was was really cool. Just It's a good movie. Broke back so. a lot of memories. Oh, yeah. yeah, so if you're out there, watch the movie, buy the book, get a ham radio, and yeah. uh, we'll have to get you back, David, again. Cool. Thank you for, for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the book, one more time, just to, uh, to, to remind you, it is The More You Do, The Better You Feel, How to Overcome Procrastination, Live a Happier Life. We just had... David Parker, a Bay Original here on our show.
1: And it's available at uh, Amazon. And if you want to check out my website, please, it's davidparkerauthor.com. And if you'd like to shoot me an email, please do. My email address is info, I-N-F-O, at davidparkerauthor.com. I'd be happy
0: to hear from you. All right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, tune in next time to our next episode of Bay Originals.